Watch out, mamas. We're playing baseball with John Irving. Thank God. Hit the theme music. Nailed it. Okay. Nailed it. Yeah, yeah I, you, you certainly... Fucking na- knocked it out of the park. <laughs> yeah, you knocked it right upside her head. Right upside... Fucking crack. You mm-hmm. made it dark. How dare you? I made it dark? You made it dark. You made it weird. I'm making baseball jokes and you explicitly mentioned the death. Anyway. Yes. Uh, welcome, dear listener readers. Hello, everyone. To an 1130 recording AM AM. Uh, slow readers. Your weekly fast-paced literature podcast. It's brought. It's brought to you by books. It's um, brought to you by reading. It's brought to you by reading. It's brought to you by weeding. Uh, so did you realize, Gabriel, that American literacy Who? sponsors you, you? You. Okay. We'll introduce you in a moment. Okay, great. Uh, American literacy actually uh, uh, sponsors the show. Really? Yeah. The organization or the general idea? The general idea, hmm. which is why. Uh, we get nothing. <laughs> that adds up. Yeah. The uh, tangible spirit of literacy in America, which is going down. Which is fucking going down. Even though people are technically writing and reading way more than people ever. People are saying you are reading. People are reading more words than ever, but they're consuming. But it's like eating more calories. It's like duck. It's like ducks eating bread. Yeah. Or it's just, it's like, like saying. I'm reading more than ever. All you read is Us Magazine. You're not reading. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, but, but Daniel and I hate tabloids and scandals. We we hate it. Every episode we talk about how much we hate tabloids. I only read the works of John Irving and Charles Dickens and Gunther Grass. I only read the fucking articles of the Saturday Evening Post. Think is that really? Are they still around? No, I was actually gonna ask that. Are they still around? I don't think so. I think like the New Yorker like took up their like mantle. All right. Um, but uh, yeah, this is brought to you by Top Gun. Yeah, <laughs> Yep, that's us. Uh, Hi. And uh, speaking of which, Gabriel, who and what are you? Hi, everyone. My name's Gabe Mara. I'm a writer. I'm a producer. I do comedy sometimes. Um, please check out Self-Evident Asian America Stories coming soon. Oh, shit's already out, so please check that out. Yeah, when does your episode come out? Uh, two weeks. Two weeks, okay. All right. You can hear this whole crazy tale about my life. Yeah. Any hoozles, who are you, co-host? <laughs> about sorry. to drink water. I was about to take a drink of water, then I put it down. Um, I am Daniel Gonzalez, Americans, Americans? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Number one fan of the Americans. And an audio writer. Harry Russell, come at us. Producer. Screenwriter. No, you're not. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're distinctly not. I, I, for some reason, completely forgot how to introduce myself. All right. Mm-hmm. I am a writer, an audio writer, producer, editor, and an author. Yes. That is what I say. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. We're having a kind of fuzzy and fudgy morning. Yeah. Mainly because we're not used to... Re- we're so used to recording these right now at like like 6, 7 p.m. Yeah. When like we hate recording it. Uh-huh. Uh, this is definitely a preference, but... I guess. But, I don't know. I had an extremely long day at work yesterday. Yeah. And you have another long day ahead of you. And tomorrow. Yeah, I know. Gabriel, mm-hmm. do you want to take this moment and then just jump the... F- oh, wait. Actually, before we jump what? right what? the fuck to it... Uh, I actually stopped myself from doing the thing that I was going to ask you to do. Uh-huh. Um, but before we do that, I just want to point out to the listeners out there, if you want to jump ahead to our discussion to John Irving's A Prayer, A Prayer for, for Odin. Yep. I almost said the uh, the, the, the World the According Cider to Garb. What's it called? The World According to Garb. Okay, that is what it's called. Um, if you want to jump to that discussion, look down below. There are show notes that lead right to the book talk section where we actually explicitly talk about this just because we're going to go on for a little bit about yeah, It may not seem it, but we are, in fact, a real literature we, show. We, we have done nothing but talk about literature so far. That's very true. Yeah. We talked about Primal Rage. We talked about Primal Rage. And Killer Instinct. And Primal Instinct. And, and Clay Al- Fighters. And Aladdin. And Aladdin. The 2019 movie, not to be mm-hmm. confused with the 1992 
That sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds yeah. Right. No, man, yesterday, uh, so um, my crazy long shift at the restaurant ended. We had this huge, crazy, sexy people-only pool party, mm-hmm. and boy, did I hate it. And uh, like, I was like, all right, 6 o'clock, time for me to go home. Maybe I'll get to go home and go see Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Instead, I had to do paperwork after the party that took an hour and a half to do. Paperwork? Yeah, I have to like file in like all the receipts, that kind of thing. Oh. Your restaurant right. work is also a lot of paperwork. All right. I didn't know that. I thought all you fucking restaurant people do is do like, shots. You work hot, do shots. Give HJs in the bathroom. Sleep with each other's per- persons, wives and per- girlfriends. Each and, person's and per person. What's the other, the husbands? Sure. <laughs> I mean, I haven't done any of that yet, but hey. You, you ain't, you, you ain't cuck nobody. The night is still young, bro. All right. Well, maybe you'll cook somebody now. Some maybe. hoverboard cook. Some, some foolish man who does not have the balls. Speaking of That's which, silly. let's jump right to it. Okay. <laughs> We've gone on long enough. Yes. Uh, Gabriel, we have a game to play, don't we? Oh, yeah, we do. We that have a game thing. to play, and I think we should just jump right to it and fucking mm-hmm. play it, Gabriel, because okay. okay. you've okay. prepared it for us this time. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we have to play games and always about books. Games. I'm going to take a hit of this cocaine. All right. Oh, damn, dude. That's a big line of coke. <laughs> That's like a an army hammer's worth of uh, cocaine. Like it's not 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 reference to any movie. It's exact mass and volume <laughs> of army hammer. Yeah. Did I tell you? I think I saw army hammer. Really? Yeah. On the when I took actually the plane ride from uh, Detroit to LAX. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel's a kart racer in Detroit. I was in the I was in the comfort plus section <laughs> of the plane, <laughs> which is slightly below the actual first class. Um, and there was somebody who, and I always have this reaction when I see somebody. I just go. Hey, that looks like Amy Adams. Mm-hmm. And then, like, someone else would be like, "You know, that is Amy Adams." And I'm like, "Huh?" <laughs> but, so, so you're telling me you saw Amy Adams? Uh, well, yeah, I also, yeah, I also saw Amy Adams. She was very pregnant at the time. Oh. Um, but uh, the sorry, Ar- Army Hammer. Um, so like, yeah, no, someone when the plane was starting to taxi, like right when I started to get like, you kind of get like nervous and such, you know, especially cause like I have not flown, sure. but the, the lady next to me was super like really nice. And I was actually chatting with her and everything like that. So I was, I was much more at ease in the first fucking plane I took, uh-huh. but when we're taxiing and I'm sure everyone's just like sitting down, some dude in the first class just like kind of casually gets up and then jams his like MacBook into like the top. Well, I mean jams. I mean like he's, he's. At peace, but he's like kind of just like uncaringly kind of just like shoving it in there. He has the clearly has enough money to break a MacBook. Yeah, and he looks like he went traveling with his MacBook, if you know what I mean. You know, where like it looked rough, and like dude is immaculately handsome, uh, uh, and like and just seems like someone just like totally cool. Looks young, but you can't really tell. And he's either someone who looks just like Army Hammer, or it was Army Hammer. Well, for your sake, Daniel, I hope it was Army Hammer. I hope it was. I that this this story was uh, unimportant. Yeah, you, you know his real name's Armand, right? Armand. Yeah, his is name it? is Armand Hammer. Hey, well, to be fair, even with Army Hammer, it's still Armand Hammer. Yeah, no, like that's that's his real name. Gabriel, do you think uh, do you think he's ever heard of that joke before? Well, no, that's his real name. His family owns that company. Oh, seriously? That's why he's Armand Hammer. Oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, now you know. It must have been very clever. Guys, you come here listening to Slow Readers just for all your fucking <laughs> your yeah. tabloid news and your deep uh, 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 back history of Army Hammer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Normally, normally Daniel will go down a line and either I'll stop him or I will chime in, but also I'm very tired. So I'm just like watching him go, uh, uh, Army Hammer. Yeah. I'm like, yes. You're welcome, yes, listeners. Indeed. 
Totally. So we have a game. We have a game! <laughs> Daniel, it's one of our classic games, because I couldn't think of anything better to do. I sat there staring at my screen, then I played Legend of Mystical Ninja for a while. Fine with that, also dude. Also played Wonder Boy. Daniel, I think you would love Wonder Boy. Alright, I'll get that. It's really, really good. Okay, Unto the Gungeon, and I also get uh, Return of the Oberdin. Yeah, that sounds good too. That's, on, that's available for PS4. Oh yeah, yeah it's on the that's PS4. cool. On the but dude, try start a file on my PS4 for Wonder Boy. You'll love it. All it's right. really great. Gabriel. Anyway, classic yeah. game. Daniel, it's time for a little game we call Bosch Cross Bones. Bosch Cross Bones. Bosch Cross Bones. Hieronymus Bosch. Temperance Brennan. Here comes Alex Cross. What is that a reference to? Hot cross buns? No, but when like you go, hot cross buns, hot cross buns, they're so delicious. <laughs> What's that from? What is that That's from? a cartoon. That's something. <laughs> I don't think it's The Symptoms. I don't think so either. We're never going to start this listeners, game. <laughs> listeners, come at us. Tell us, like, write in, tell us where that's from. <laughs> All right. Okay. So the way this game works is, then I'm going to present you with the more or less an altered version of the Amazon summary of a book. That is either written by Michael Connolly and is part of the Bosch series, yes. written by Kathy Reichs and is part of the Temperance Brennan series, Bones. or is written by uh, James Patterson and is part of the Alex Cross series. Cross my so heart. Cross my heart and hope to bone. So I'll read this thing <laughs> out to you, and then I'll great, give you the titles. Great uh, cross, cross, my bone. cross my heart and hope to bone. Where does Bosch come in? That doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> cross my heart hope to bone. <laughs> that sounds like a terrible like Beavis and Butthead thing hope to bone yeah I like it alright All right, yeah. so I'm gonna give it, read your synopsis and then I will tell you the titles and you'll tell me which one it is okay are you ready yeah okay they call him the doll maker a serial killer who stalks leaving in gross li- oh, sorry I, re- I, miss- I-, <laughs> I copied that poorly. A serial killer who leaves a grisly calling card on the faces of his female victims. When a suspect is shot by our hero, everyone believes the nightmare is over. But then the dead man's widow sues our hero for killing the wrong man. An accusation that rings terrifyingly true. When a new corpse is found with the dollmaker's macabre signature. Hey, macabre. 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 Jonathan Hayes. Now for the second time, our hero must hunt down a ruthless death dealer before he strikes again. Daniel, mm. is this a job for Temperance Brennan in mm. Shift by Kathy Reichs? Mm-hmm. Is it a job for Hieronymus Harry Bosch in Concrete Blonde? Uh, please tell me his first by name Michael is Hieronymus. Con- yeah, that's why it's Harry <laughs> is Bosch. His actual Hieronymus. Oh, man. Yeah, I can't All believe right. that's very unoriginal, Michael Connolly. I'm... You fool. And or is this a job for Alex Cross in Cat and Mouse by James Patterson? Uh, r- real quick, I'm sorry, what was the Bosch uh, title? The Bosch title was Concrete Blonde. Concrete Blonde. I'm going to say it's either the Bosch story or the Cross story. Okay. Um, I, I kind of... Is it Concrete Blonde or Cat and Mouse? Oh, man. I, I almost... <sighs> By Pames Jatterson. By Jam... My Mr. Mistress Patterson. By Jam Patty Cakes. Man, I, I feel like this is a shot in the dark. It, I, it could really go either or. I, I was definitely thinking Patterson when we started, but I also think it could be Bones, because again, I'm not really familiar with Bones. Yeah, the, it sounds a little... The doll maker. That could be anyone. It, well, yeah, yeah it, it, it's basically the most generic name for a serial killer. Yeah. Um, uh, shout out to Joyce Carol Oates, who has a really awesome, very dark story about a murderer called the Doll Master. Uh, See, that's a much better than Dollmaker. And it's not and it's not like in a, a procedural. It mm. is from like the perspective of the person. Anyway. Yeah. Uh I'm gonna say Bosch. You gonna say Bosch? Yeah. You say you say Bosch? Yeah. Harry Bosch? Yeah, Bosch. Titus Wolliver? Yeah, 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 yeah. Daniel. Mm-hmm. You are 
Correct. Hey. It was a story of Concrete Blonde. Concrete Blonde, of course. Yes, All where right. Bosch must take on the doll maker. All right. I love stories about women getting brutally murdered. Yeah, isn't it? Wonderful thing. <laughs> what was that? What was that awesome thing where it was like generated titles or whatever for things? And like there was one that was just like a paperback thriller and it was called like Another Dead Woman <laughs> or like or like Naked Dead Woman or something like that. It was that. something like yeah. that. It was kind of like like Flicka 2. Yeah, no. Anyway, Daniel. Sorry, that was me being condescending to thrillers. Sure. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> Your next one. Yeah. See, also, I know that you looked up some of these previous games, so I'm hoping these aren't, like, you're not, like, you don't you don't know them already? Yeah, I'm Let's curious so. about that, too, um, but I also have a very bad memory. I did my best to try and stump you anyway. Okay, right, go for it. Number two! Oh. John Lowry was declared dead in 1968, the victim of a Huey crash in Vietnam. A corpse appears, having to have died appearing to have died while in the midst of a bizarre sexual practice. The corpse is later identified as John Lowry. But how could Lowry have died twice and be found in Canada? Our hero investigates and finds more bodies, more of Lowry's dog tags tangled among them. Should the past stay dead, or is our hero up to the task? Daniel, mm -hmm. is this a job for Temperance Brennan? Mm-hmm. In Mortal Remains by Kathy Rikes. Yeah. <laughs> Is this a job for Alex Cross in Cross Country? By James Patterson. Wait, that is an actual title, right? Yes, it is. These are all real. All right. <laughs> or is this a job for Harry Bosch in The Drop by Michael Connolly? The Drop, not to be confused with Dennis Lehane. The, the Drop. I should see that movie just out of curiosity. Yeah, me too. Ah, uh, that's Bones. You knew it. Well, no, it was mainly because this was this had this was involved with investigating an actual corpse, which is Bones' profession. That's true. Yeah. And actually, cool. If interestingly enough, it's also known as Spider Bones. Yeah, it was mortal Wait. remains in England, but okay. whatever. That's cool. Mm -hmm. That's cool, bro. Well, look, these all have to do with bodies, though. They they do, but I feel like that one explicitly. The other ones were about like catching Hunting the dog pastor, and I'm sure the true. cross story is going to be about a man from Cross's past has come back to get. Sorry if I'm like going to read the hey, same we'll plot that you're about to say, but <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, here's the next one. A man of the whatever. Okay, here's the last one. Okay, as two hundred thousand fans pour into town for race week. A body is found in a metal drum near Charlotte Motor Speedway. Ooh, a discovery that raceway crewman Wayne Gamble urgently seeks out our hero. Wait, what? Say it again? Yeah. A, a raceway crewman decides to seek out our hero. Okay. Sure. Twelve years ago, Wayne's sister Cindy, then a high school senior and aspiring race car driver, disappeared along with her boyfriend, Kale Lovett, who was linked to a group of right-wing extremists. Mm -hmm. The FBI joins the investigation, but was soon terminated. Is the body Cindy's or Kale's? What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, what are the yeah? What are the options? They know once more time. They are. Mm -hmm. Is it a job for Alex Cross in Cross by James Patterson? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Straight up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. First. Of all. Is it a job for Harry Bosch in The Reversal mm -hmm. by Michael Connelly, or is it a job for Temperance Brennan in Flesh and Bones by Kathy Rikes? I'm also going to say, like, the inclusion of white supremacists is too dark for Patterson. Okay. That's I, too dark? Yeah. Well, he, because, like, his, uh, nothing loves, no, no, uh, Patterson's fan base love nothing more than tales of, like, husbands murdering wives or something like that. Sure. You know, that that's, that's their, that's their bread and butter. So, like, that's not dark. But like something challenging, like white okay. supremacy, like, like is real too, world dark. Is, yeah, it's well, 
Yeah, yeah, in, in a way, like, like, like you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, I feel you. Where it's like they they stomach they stomach tales of like that and like like yeah. sexual assault, but like white supremacy, it's like yeah, that's too that's too much. Brutal right? abuse of women, a okay for James Patterson. Mm-hmm. Reality of right wing extremists, probably not. Yeah, no, it's too it's too nuanced. So it's not cross. It's, I, I'm gonna starring cross. cross. I was gonna say Bosch because it sounds relatively grody, mm-hmm. but that is a very interesting corpse. That's to true. Deal with. So it could be a it could be a job for temperance. It could be a temp tempy tempe uh, temp tempa. We should look that tempa. up. Just temp. <laughs> yeah, we should fucking look this shit up. Yeah. Um, Gabriel Emily Deschanel. I'm going to take a shot. Okay. And just say, you know what? Mm-hmm. This is a job. For Bosch. Job job for Bosch? A job for Bosch. All right. Daniel? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. You were wrong. No. It was bones. It was bones. It was flesh and bones. All right. All Actually, right. I should have I think I gave it away a little bit too. Um, Bosch is almost always only in LA. Oh yeah, I didn't know. Actually, didn't know that. Oh yeah, he's I, like an LA cop. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, um, I saw. It, I said like Charlotte, and I'm like, fuck. If if the story takes place in like a fucking vacation island where like no one's there except it's for our hero and like some bodacious chick, uh, that's gonna be a Stuart Wood story. Oh yeah, that's fair. <laughs> With Stone and Barring- Stone Barrington. Stone Barrington. Barrington. Which is just such a dumb. F- like, I'm, du- I'm, stu- I'm dumb. I'm dumb. <laughs> I'm Harry dumb. <laughs> he sounds like an action lawyer, like or he a character from like Phoenix Wright. That's what Stone Barrington he, sounds like. If there was like a show on television in The Simpsons, like the yeah. hero's name would be Stone Barrington. <laughs> Boy, what? I mean, can you imagine like shaking somebody's hand and just being like, "Hi, I'm Stone." I feel like he, he like he better if he says it flat, like. Mm. I should be impressed. Fuck you, Stone. If he kind of like know mumble, if he kind of mumbles again, like, yeah, hi, I'm I'm Stone. Yeah, I know. It's, it's Stone. What would he call it? Would call him for sure? Stony. Oh, Stony. Stony over here. Hey, um, Stoney, in one like of my favorite bones. books ever, Richard Price's Blood Brothers, the main character's name is Stony. Oh, hey, maybe he knows Stone Barrington. Stone Barrington. No, it's all about like darkness and family. It's a really cool, great man. book. You should read that one. <laughs> and that's how we play the game. That's how we play the game. Bosh cross bones. Bosh cross bones, Brennan and the guys, they solve crimes. Bosh cross bones. Right. Anyway. So that, so we're drained of energy now. Yeah. You won, (laughs) Daniel. Two out of three. Hey, that's like a 66%. Yeah. Yeah. It's a failure in Pennsylvania, but whatever. Oh my God. Yeah. Fucking some of these goddamn schools, I tell you. I swear. I hate school. Terrible. They're terrible to children. Schools are dumb. Terrible to children. As we learned from The Wire, they're failing our star. They truly are. Yeah. Poor Randall Wagstaff. <laughs> Poor Randall. Oh, he got chewed up by the system spoiler. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but before we ruin the wire more, I think mm. we should go on break. All right. And when we come back, we have a book to talk about. Okay. At least a part. Doubt it. <laughs> anyway, so go to break. Cool. Welcome back. Hi, everyone. Dear. Fucking listener readers. Hello, listener fucker readers. To Cursing with Books, brought to hey. you by Axe Body Spray. Cussin' and Hussin'. Cussin' and Hussin'. Uh, no, it's a slow readers brought to you by Top Gun Radio. We're a real literature show. I am Danny Gonzalez. I'm Gabe Mara. Hi. And we are people. We are praying for Owen Meany, also are... known as Simon Birch. A Simon Birch. Yeah, yeah. That was, um... That was a, a long-standing uh, mystery in the back of my head that was solved by this book and doing some lightweight a cursory research. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we're doing again. Also, we should say we uh, we haven't mentioned this yet. This is actually part of Stranded. 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 Ain't no big thing to fall in love. 
Sure. Was that the song? Love is the drug. Love is the drug. I was going to... So, um, it's not Stranded. The cover art for Stranded by Roxy Music is like a Playboy model, like kind of like sprawled out in coral. Mm-hmm. But there's another Roxy Music album that's two like basically naked women just kind of standing there looking bored. And I was going to Photoshop our faces onto it. Gross. Hey, stranded. I mean, <laughs> oh, I would cover the nipples with just stranded with strand stickers. With the slow readers. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Dumb. Anyway, anyway uh, maybe I don't know. We'll this see. is part of Stranded, where Daniel and I are going to cover every single book on the Strand eighty. What is the Strand? Slowly the Strand answer. is one of the greatest bookstores in the world, located in the East Village, Union Squareish of Manhattan. Manhattan, and they have a list of eighty books of. Voted on by reader favorites. Burp, get that burp right there, dude. <laughs> burp right deep in the middle of that sentence. <laughs> happens a lot. It happens. Happens to the best of us, man. Yeah, that's uh. true. So what? Um, yeah, we we roll a die mm-hmm. and we come upon our book, and this time, long awaited, mm-hmm. a prayer for Owen Meany by John Irving. We've been putting this off for for a little for a almost few like weeks a month now. now. For almost like a month. Because I, the last book we read for for this was actually John Steinbeck's East of Eden, mm-hmm. one we had to do in two parts because it is a very, very long book. Uh, and the, we rolled, and sure enough, uh, the next book was an even longer book. I have but, a feeling the next time we roll, it's going to be an even longer one. Uh, well, I tell you what, let's roll at the end of this one, just because oh, it, gives, sure. it gives us time to kind of also get these books, you know. That's a good point. That's a that's a peek behind the curtain, you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, and we this time we landed on uh, what number, whatchamacallit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a prayer for number flurf by john jonathan irving by john irving and john winslow irving oh you speaking of which i know nothing about john irving mm. haven't read a single one of his books mm. i always like see his like the titles of his book and it's like trollop you know where i'm just like it's like sure some, some what author... is to be like what what has this woman done or something <laughs> sure i guess yeah so. like a trollop book but, i'm like mm. like the by the titles you can never really tell what they're about necessarily yeah, they're all enigmatic um, so yeah, I, I know nothing. Gabriel, have you done a little bit of research on this dude? I did a little bit of research. Oh, you did a little research. <laughs> oh there you go. Yeah. A little bit of research. I smoked some weed. Smoked some weed. Yeah. Right. So, um, I first came across John Irving myself when my mom, at a very, when I was a very young boy, my mom was like, here, read this book called The World According to the Garb. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Jesus Christ. Is that a book? good for a kid i don't think it is because these are all very complicated and creepy kind of crazy stories not creepy they, creepy they well, get, it, they, there's, there's an element of they're, they're, it existential does, dread yeah there are there definitely always involves like more mature material and such yeah. You know, yeah anyway so john irving i first picked up a copy of a prayer for owen meany back in 2006 on a whim more or less mm-hmm. probably because a friend of mine had passed away and mm-hmm. this came recommended to me and i heard it was a really great book but john irving himself he was born in 1942 the of our lord 1942 mm-hmm. he's currently 77 years old daniel how do you feel about that and still looking young you know he looks pretty good he, he looks look- like he looks kind of like a police chief like he looks like an angry like yeah. police lieutenant I, he, especially like yeah i saw the picture on his wikipedia page yeah. he looks like he looks like the most like author dude in the world he looks like, the, like an old version of uh the protagonist of manhunter <laughs> yeah um william peterson yeah yeah on the back of the book, he looks super angry at you. He looks very tense. Yeah, he's very Anyway, tense. so he's written a whole lot of books. He's one of the most popular and best-selling like, American writers probably in the last hundred years. Yeah. He's a huge deal. I always Other kind of put him along wrote... the lines of like Philip Roth where it's like... Yeah, exactly. He's, he's very popular, but I have no idea what any of his books yeah, he's are. Like, he's like a bestseller amongst like the, the Pulitzer and like Nobel like literati, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, you really love Franzen and Russo. You should check out John Irving. <laughs> Yeah, like they're called like literary page turners. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's kind of what they're and, all about. And honestly, now you mentioned that, yeah, like, none of those authors, I'm like, like, yeah, I don't read any, not even Franzen, even. Yeah. Uh, I know? read, like, I read, like, one book by these authors, like them, and then be like, that was such a huge undertaking. Time to go back <laughs> to reading Dennis Lehane. Yeah. You know, I, I, sorry for, for adding too much of an aggression to this. No, but, I do. Um, I, I was watching something. Wait, is it about John Irving? No, it's sort of. It's actually about George R. R. Martin. But it was him talking about, well, it's him talking about, like, a, <laughs> I give Daniel a look. T- for us to relate. <laughs> yeah. And I, like, I'm like, yeah, but it's, it's relating. Okay, bear with me for a second. It's like, I'm talking about my divorce. No, but it's relates, I swear. <laughs> so, I was playing Tekken. I'm like, uh... I was watching an interview with uh, John, uh, George R. R. Martin. Arr. And basically, no, he just mentioned that, like, like he loves all kinds of fiction and whatnot. But he made this point about saying that, like, he goes, like, oh, yeah, I, I pick up, like, some books that are, like, super, like, literary and such that are beautifully written. And every time I pick this up and I'll, I'll, pick, I'll pick them, it's like, wow, this guy, he's a great writer. He's transforming. He's amazing. And he puts it down and never put, reads it again. Yeah, and it's like it's like yep, that's the spirit of 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 modern readers right now. No, no that's totally I mean, true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like like Dana, would would you say that that reading of classics and literary works is going up as well amongst people who love reading, or is it more a contemporary kind of literature crowd? Um, I think nonfiction's on the rise. Nonfiction's on the rise. Young adult is on the rise. I mean, like the the young adult, like that teen uh, novel right now is definitely yeah. like is definitely a big money maker. Yeah. But it's like, kind of wild that like teen movies went really out of vogue like ten years ago, but mm-hmm. then teen books really rose up. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, like right now, it's it's going through that specific trend and whatnot. But I, I think, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, to be honest, I actually have no idea exactly how popular and unpopular like certain things are. I mean, don't get me wrong; people are always kind of fade from the, uh, our minds. Like again, last time we talked about a uh, movable feast, and none of us know who the fuck Ford Maddox Ford is, yeah, even who? though he was like one of like the big names of like modernist names and whatnot. Sure. So Ezra. You know. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, so his most famous books are *The World According to Garp* and *The Cider House Rules*. And this one, *A Prayer for Owen Meany*. Most famously, those first two were made into very well received movies. The first one starred Robin Williams actually yeah. as Garp, and *The Cider House Rules* starred Tobey Maguire, Michael Caine, shit. Um, what's his face? John Irving actually won the Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay for it. Damn straight, dude! Yeah. So, um, yeah, basically, Irving is, uh, he was, he's from, like, New Hampshire. He tells these New England stories mm-hmm. for very good reason. He writes these kind of repetitive, labyrinthine, weirdly meditative and detail-heavy books that I find absolutely absorbing, even though I generally tend to hate, de- like, overly detailed writing. Uh-huh. But... Um, yeah, he's a big deal, and he sold a lot of books, and he's still kicking, he's still going for it, dude. And, from what I remember, because I'm surprised you didn't, you didn't get to this, because I, I kind of perused through his, like, wiki, because I was looking at, I was looking at all the books that he's done, and he's been, yeah. like, active since, like, 68. Yeah, he's been doing it a while. He, he's been active for as long as Cormac McCarthy has been active, but Irving regularly puts out, like, a book every, like, three or four years or something yeah. like that. Whereas McCarthy hasn't published something since 2006 at this point, mm-hmm. and still alive, mm-hmm. uh, not mysteriously dead. Yeah, um, but no, uh, he is it who he studied under. What's that? Is it who he studied under? Who he studied under? Yes. What do you mean? So John Irving also studied under Vonnegut. Oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah, like that. Um, uh, he joined like a writer's workshop underneath Vonnegut. So okay. he published a couple books, and then like uh, he studied under Vonnegut, and then kind of after that, he kind of kicked into high gear. Okay. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. So what's this secret fact I missed? Oh, no. Wasn't it something where, like, he doesn't know what his dad is? Oh, yeah. That's a thing, too. Yeah, yeah. That, um, uh, he never met his father until, I think, very recently. Like, literally, like, as of 2019, within the last 10 years, he finally met his dad. Jesus, his dad's still alive? Yeah, apparently. Fucking must be 100. Yeah, it must be. Right. He must have had a young marriage. 
Maybe I guess. Yeah. But, yeah. but uh, something oddly enough that's very similar to what happens to our mm. hero. And a prayer for prayer for Owen Meany. A prayer for Owen Meany. Jonathan Wheelhouse? Published in 1989. 89. What's that? Jonathan Wheelhouse? John, John Wheelhouse? You want to you you fucking answer your text? Uh, yeah, I will. Popular Guy Johnson? Well, I got, uh, Who is text, it? I got text messages from my mother, uh, videos of, uh, the animals. Oh, play them, play them now. No, there's, well, no, it's not gonna be, it's good, for, it's not good for audio. Okay. Uh, Gabriel, okay. do you mind, after you take that brief sip of wine... Already done. Do you want to tell us, well, actually, first we should go into, um... How far we got? How far we got. Mm-hmm. Gabriel, how far did you get? Well, we finished the first two chapters. Yes. By chapters, I, we mean, um, uh... The, yeah, the foul well, they're, ball they're, and the armadillo. Yeah, they're and and again they're they're called chapters. I would call them parts because like they're pretty long and they have sub chapters in between. Sure. Maybe it's just me being potato potato or whatever. But like I call like the they're in- called themes, Daniel. Uh, uh, what? They're called themes. Oh yeah. How dare you? Ha. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in like, joke. The individual like smaller numbered chapters. Yes. I would call chapters, and I'd call the other thing parts. But yeah. Um, we were the the first two. I kind of perused yeah, the, the foul third. ball and the armadillo. I perused to the third one, the angel. Yeah, hell, no, the angel, which is only like a sixth of the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. So that said, we've been very busy this past week. Yes, this is a part one, everyone. Uh, so definitely, we're gonna we're hopefully maybe for part two, and I have a solution for this possibly. Uh, hopefully, it'll just be a part two after this. But, I hope so. Gabriel, uh-huh. can you tell us mm-hmm. briefly what is this accident doing? It sounds slightly out of character. <laughs> um, but no, do you mind telling us what A Prayer for Owen Meany is, 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 is about? Sure. A Prayer for Owen Meany is about the friendship between our narrator, John Wheelwright, and his, his best friend, Owen Meany. Owen is a very, very interesting individual. He is... Not fully developed in the sense that he is always very short. Mm-hmm. He is super adorable, and he is extremely should be smart. What's what I'm looking for? When he's very precocious. Yeah, he's precocious. He's he's especially as a boy, he's like eerily mature and and exactly. And, yeah. and also because his family owns a granite quarry, um, and they believe because the like granite clouds got in his like throat or fucking something. Mm-hmm. He also has an extremely high pitched, strange voice, and yeah. in the text, he's written in all caps at all times. Yeah, uh, it's described that like he shouts through his nose essentially. Yes. It's not like I'm he talk like that. Yeah, like he has to yeah. shout through. So it's it's weird but basically owen is a very very smart and interesting individual and john is kind of just caught up with him helping his life etc john doesn't know the identity of his father his mother's a beautiful town beauty and Mm -hmm. things kind of kick off when owen accidentally kills john's mother as a result of hitting a foul ball and because of this we go into the larger themes of the book that owen comes to believe not in a creepy preacher way, but in a mature theological way that he's an instrument of God. Yes. And as a result of that, this book is a meditation on why John believes in God. Yes. Uh, John Irving. Yes. Okay. Johnny Wheelwright. You know, it just really hit me that they had the same first name. Yeah, me too. That didn't uh, occur to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Also, we should point that this story is uh, told very out of order like kind of like uh because again the the story it, like we begin with like this long kind of back history of like uh the wheelhouse family the meanie family right. like the land a little bit um pr- like 
and then like and then starts with the uh the 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 mother's death whose name is Tabitha aka Tabby Tabitha which i'm wondering if that has to do with uh 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 friends of uh John Irving uh Stephen and Tabitha King hey um Tabby but uh i'm curious about that but um the but yeah and then after that then we learn then we go then we go like this is the story of his mother and we learned about her yes and then like at the end of that we even jump further ahead to 1987 yeah which when do, I'm sorry when does like the actual like the this childhood stories when do they take place like the 60s the 60s 60s um, 70s I'd say yeah well 67 that's when um isn't that when like the when does fucking Vietnam happen yeah in the, in the 60s <laughs> I watched. I watched the first three episodes of that, two episodes, two episodes of that documentary. I still don't remember. Nom. It's really interesting. You should watch no, it. yeah, I watched, the, I watched the opening credits. The Ken Luke. Luch. Ken Burns. Burns, him too. Ken Luch is a filmmaker. Policia! Policia! Shit, they didn't hear us, I say. Thank God. Okay. Uh, Gabriel. Miss Daniel. So yeah, this is out of order, this is out of order kind of jumping It's told in like almost that. an episodic kind of way where we we, we really, it relates you're you're kind of right in saying it's more parts than chapters because they almost they be build on one another in terms of certain incidents that happen in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um I've read this book before and I finished reading it, but this was 13 14 years ago. Yeah. So my memories aren't that fresh on it. Okay. Well, Gabriel? Yes, Daniel. That's our show. Good night. That's our show. Good night. Hey. Oh, oh, Damn it. That's fine. You took a sip of wine. Yes. Um, but no, this is the first time I've read it, and the yeah. first time I've read anything of John Irving. And I do know something interesting that John Irving does, which sounds fucking lunatic. Okay. And I don't know if this is hyperbolic or just the weird way he thinks. But Are I the learned... messages to the devil inside the text? Uh, yeah, he he literally. The, if you follow, there's like secret codes in there to, to kind of like bring out the devil. And, uh, gotcha, gotcha, and the, gotcha, the, gotcha. The gross world. But Gabriel, um, I've learned this story mainly through uh, his old buddy, as I mentioned, Stevie King. <laughs> which, if you can imagine, the dude who wrote this is like a huge, is like a big fan, or a big fan, a big friend to the guy who uh, wrote and directed Maximum Overdrive. Big friend. Uh, big friend. Uh, but uh, no, Stephen King made it as much where it's like John Irving says that every time when he when he writes a, when he writes a book. He, uh, John Irving writes the last page first. Oh, I thought it was generally he talks about the last chapters. He starts at the last page? He says that. I don't know if that's Stephen getting it, like, wrong because it's a funner story. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but, like, he has, like, the end in mind very clearly before he begins the story. Yeah, there's a quote by John Irving, something like, how do you plot a book without knowing how it ends? Yeah. Which is interesting that, uh, oddly enough, reading this book that you're thinking about, like, plotting this book? No, I believe this is is an extremely intricately plotted book. Okay. It's... it's... None of this is meandering. It's all... I think it's all meaningful. Yeah, okay. Uh, Maybe that is the case in something that you don't necessarily see. I was kind of, like, perusing through, like, some of the stories of, like, the other books that he's wrote. And, like, they are straight up, like, mysteries and and such like that. They all sound very interesting. Like, I, I mean... You know, John Irving, he he's clearly, he definitely is like, let's say like a more drier kind of thing. Uh, but, you know, but it's, it's very fucking fascinating. Yeah. Um, that said, the, the, the way he writes does kind of throw me for a loop for a little bit. Cause you said it right. He has like, a, he has an old style of writing. This is very like Henry Jamesy. Yeah. You know, Henry, he's the guy who wrote Daisy Miller, right? Yes. Okay. But like that kind of style. And, and I've, I think I said this before, it's like for these first two chapters, especially or parts, 
Um, like when it begins, like he kind of loses me by kind of going on a little too long about, about like, his the family lineage, and such. like the, the general family history of the town. Yeah. And I'm waiting on the story to kind of start. And, but like by the end of every part, I'm 100% with it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. So like, I, and I, it's almost exhausting to a bit where it's like, man, I should really read this like a single chapter a day mm-hmm. because like I began it's short and, enough too, and I'm kind of, they are, they're like 50 pages. Yeah. Um, but like. I start it and like in the beginning it's slow, slow, slow. Then it kind of builds and builds and builds, and then yeah. it just gets more interesting. Then it, there's time jumps and everything like that. He does a great job in spl- amidst what you'd think is monotonous description. Mm-hmm. He splices in action or something like like what King will do. He'll splice in like a dramatic action or or a very interesting description very quickly, like suddenly into a paragraph. Like how the death is described, yeah. or how like he'll insert a little bit of like sexuality or random into a story. Yeah, I'm curious about because again, like it, it it is like a a very different style than than technically the ones that I prefer. But it's you know it's not like a hater or anything like that. Sure, I do hate Henry James though. He's a bastard. Um, whatever. But no, no, uh, really digging this so far. Well, that's um, good. Yeah, despite despite all that, it's just basically saying that's like it's me kind of like not getting into it because it starts slow. But then like by yeah. the end, it's just like you no, think this is you're great. falling asleep and then all of a sudden you're awake. Yeah, then like then like a, a character starts to really kind of like draw draw out and you really like them and such. Uh, I really like Hester. Yeah. Hester's a fun I knew character. you would. Like there's that there's like this one of my specific examples. It's that paragraph where it's like like John starts musing on, on why Hester is like her general personality and how she's always fighting of her older brothers mm-hmm. who are like cavalier enough but roughhousing dudes. Yeah. And like it the whole the whole description culminates in something like and that's basically why Hester Hester retaliated by um, intimidating all their girlfriends and fucking every guy they knew. Yeah, she's a yeah. She's yeah. a Hellcat. She's she's a Hellcat. She's very uh, even as a child, kind of like interested in sexuality. Um, and it's just kind of funny that like her with like her two older brothers and everything like that, they're all just essentially like wild. Yeah. Um, and that culminates in a story with. And also, we didn't go as far because let's go back. Uh, yeah, the character of Owen Meany, right? Um, something very fun and interesting about Owen Meany is that because he, uh, put bluntly in the way that it's described almost by like John, uh, to like his cousin or like that, mm-hmm. it's like, well, he kind of looks funny and sounds funny. Yeah. And people... And the first time they see him, they like... like... They, they scream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot of that. It's um, great. And, and, but then like, but then like the cousins kind of like immediately go from being like a bunch of roughhousing boys and, and like some like like wild girl yeah. to just being like super respectful yeah, and kind of just being like odd. Well, well like we don't wanna we don't mean to be rude to him or anything. Yeah, we don't like wanna that. hurt you or anything, dude. But they screamed at him. Yeah, they screamed at him and then and then like during the game he he, yeah, he pisses himself. He pisses yeah. himself. And then they're super, super chill. They're yeah, they're just like which is crazy for for, for children yeah. to be like we didn't mean to upset him. Well, here, here's okay. a kind of the thought I was having rereading this, mm-hmm. um, like 13 years later. It reminds me of what I liked about, um, like the. What is a weird way to put it? This is what I liked about the movie Brooklyn, or something about Comb to Bean. Will write is that every character you th- you think there's going to be needless conflict, mm-hmm. but uh, but there's all there's always conflict. But everybody ha- has an inherent decency to them, even when they're being prickly or when they're being harsh or. When you're being human, everyone is very human so far. Yeah. There's, there's no... an inherent decency to the story. Oh, yeah. To- totes my goats. Um, and there's no... Yeah. Uh, even, like, I think the only people who are at, at all, like, villainized are, for example, are, like, 
uh, uh, Unchill. Tabitha's uh, Tabitha. boyfriends. What did I say? Tabitha. 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 Uh, bridge to Tabitha. Terabithia. 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 <laughs> Tabby. Tabby. Right. Tabitha. Um, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, Tabby. Uh, like her boyfriends. Like mm-hmm. not so much Dan, of course, but like yeah, you know Dan Needham because like they don't uh, they're they're all a bunch of like young, very handsome men. Yeah, and like they they don't know what a six year old child yeah, they're just, is. They're just kind of they're dopes, yeah, but they're, they're not like dicks. They're dopes. They they just don't. They're they're like they're college age dopes, and they're they're pretty and they're used to going on dates, and yet like they don't know what a six year old child is. Yeah. To be fair, I don't know what a six year old child is. My mm-hmm. cousin Dan Needham knew. Is uh yeah 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 he he gave the best gift of a stuffed armadillo. Yo, what a which, great gift. Which is which just sounds terrifying. Um, but uh yeah yeah yeah. Which is anyway that's like the only people who are all villainized. Everyone else is kind of like like even like the cousins are kind of like introduced as jerks. A couple of jokes, and then and then after a while, they uh, as Owen Meany basically rightfully uh, observes, makes an observation that they're not wild; they just lack direction. Yeah, everybody is human in the story, which yeah. is really great. And uh, yeah, it's great. I mean, there's no, I mean, there's no villain or antagonist really. I think so far, not yet, not yet. It's Owen, for it's, all you know, Doctor Doom will show up. Uh, you, he he made uh, Fidel Owen Castro is a main character in his hit that bat and then and then kill it. Or mm-hmm. is the villain? The Vietnam War. It could be the and Vietnam War. Ronald Reagan. It could be old Ronald Wilson Reagano. Gabriel, I have a question. Yes, Daniel. During the Vietnam War, mm-hmm. what was... Wait, no. Okay, that must have been in like the late 80s, I guess. I, I, I'm kind of confusing my time because like... When we jump forward to 1987, yes. when Dude's an old man, uh-huh. um, he begins by saying that like Ronald Reagan numbed uh, America. Sure. And then he starts going in, uh, going on about like how he felt about like Vietnam War and about how like Owen Meany is basically calling out like all like the news and everything on its bullshit. Yeah. How like they'll just be like it calls for more more fresh manpower, and then the next it's like it's like we are make we are holding ground over here. And he's yeah. like, well, no, you're not. But like at some Owen point, Owen remembers everything. Yeah, Owen remembers everything, and he's uh, he's always weirdly like wise and, and observant. Appreciant. Um. So Ronald Reagan was president when? <laughs> nineteen eighty to nineteen eighty eight. Okay. All right. Wow. For most of the eighties, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was elected in nineteen eighty. Jesus Christ, that's fucking weird. Yes, I suppose. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I never really thought about it until now. Then I feel it was George H. W. Right? Yeah. All right, that makes sense. That's like Dana Carvey or Sylvester. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's how I remember it. Yeah, like um, uh, Reagan was bombed. Was uh, he was bookended by two single-term presidents. Okay. Yeah, I didn't realize that Reagan was a had a two-term thing. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So Gabriel, yes, Daniel. Um, so how do you feel about rereading these first two uh, parts uh, over again, thirteen years later? Um, it's as great as I remember it. Maybe even better. Um, I'm. It's it's interesting. It's really, like I this it, it all much like a Vonnegut book. It's building all towards this this moment that happens, and you even know what's supposed to happen, just not exactly how or why, but it's going to build toward this moment. And I think it's a really just amazing story. I'm really into it. I love the way he writes. It's hypnotic. Hmm. And I'm in. You're in? I'm You're in. in. I'm oh, in, dude. Oh I'm going to Harvard. Okay. Uh, no, yeah, it's going to say, I, I feel like this is you probably getting into like East of Eden for the first time where yeah, like yeah. it's slow in the beginning and then you start to enjoy it. And then after a while, you're just kind of like, like yeah, mm-hmm. this is great. Yeah. Uh, I'm really, I'm really interested in where this goes. Uh, and again, a lot of his other books sound super fucking cool. 
Um, I forgot which one it was. I don't know. Fucking, I'm not going to Um, Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> John Irving and the Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. Uh, but I tell you what, let's, let's go on break real quick. We'll come okay. back and we'll do final thoughts. Are we actually having a short one this week? Yeah, dude. Hey, good job. You can do it. I want to go. I want to go to the pottery place. Yeah, I want to go to the pottery place too. So we're gonna go break. We'll come back. We're gonna talk books again. Totes. All right. Break. Yay. Welcome back. Hi guys. You're goddamn. And ladies. And ladies. And everyone in between. Go uh, outside. I do use the term guys as an as like a, a, a non-gendered thing. Weirdly. Which is like, I know it's not always like, yeah. Person to person. Not, I mean, like, it's. I know it's not very chill, but I think it's fine. At work, I never do. Mm-hmm. I always say, hello, everyone. Or, hello, you two. Like generally referring to a group of a mixed company as guys, I think it doesn't seem it doesn't seem as professional. Well, did you ever hear? Oh, who told this? I think it was Cameron Esposito. Yeah, the whole story about yeah the, the hammer. Uh, I'll retell it for the listeners' sake, just paraphrasing. Uh, Cameron Esposito uh, has always like said guys and for any like the group, you know, the chicks and the and the dudes, whatever. Um, but like she said, at one point, she her first all female uh, audience. I think it was for the Me Too moment, movement, right? I might, I might have been. I think so, or something like that. Or it was like, like a, 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 a what do you call it? Uh, the Trump protesting. Thing. Yeah, it was an all woman audience, something like that. And like, and like, there was like real, like OG, like feminist there. Mm-hmm. And like, and she kept referring to the crowd as guys. Yeah. And like after the thing, like the OG feminist was like, yeah, one old, not... one older woman came up to her and was like, excuse <laughs> me, we are not guys. Do not refer to us as guys. <laughs> and then Cameron Espizio was super like, I'm so sorry, yes. I made it disappoint you. <laughs> no. And then the and then the woman was like, okay, I'm sorry, chill. <laughs> yeah, I like Cameron Espizio. We saw her. We saw her. Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's adorable. She's cool, super cool. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so final thoughts. Yes, uh, guys, mm-hmm. um, everyone, Gabriel, y'all. Final thoughts on on the the amazing story of the first hundred so pages of phone meeting. Um, it's great. Continues to be great. I'm seeing new nuances I hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. I'm about it, and I'm excited to do more. Let me get the die out if you want to oh, get yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. out. I'll, I'll be out the thing. Gabriel, me, uh, and my final thoughts. That's Daniel a, that's, and his final thoughts. That's a, that's buying time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> me. I, this thing I me, do. I, me, No, I, I like it enough. I, I really appreciate it. I, I want to keep reading I'm it. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Uh, I love that John Irving has a very mature, contemplative them, like theme running through all of his books that are about breasts. Hell yeah. Uh, do, do you know about the one, I think it's called like, like Until I Love You or something like that? Or, I'm not sure. There's mean. one where the American cover is just like a very close, it's like a, a tattoo on the inside of a woman's breast. Uh, that is like the title of the book, but apparently, and this is exactly how John Irving wanted it. Like elsewhere outside of America, like you clearly see like the shape of the breast, and it very clearly is like a tattoo in the side of the breast. Until I find you. Until I find you. Yeah. Like look up the uh, the other covers, not the U.S. one. The U.S. one was just like we can't have a boob on the. Cover. Oh yes, I, I've seen this one before. Yeah, G- great cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it. So like, yeah, I'm very I'm very amused by that. Uh, I I think I think what we should do, Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. Next week we should do Fancer Kunst. Okay. And then and then the week after that, continue doing Owen Meany, so we're mm-hmm. definitely going to have enough time to finish it. Sure. Okay? Deal? All right. Sounds good. Deal, yeah. All right. Gabriel? Yes. Let's fucking roll. Well, what about what about our other segment? Oh, Hazy Memories? Yeah. Gabriel, we haven't finished a book. What's the hazy, what's the hazy memories <laughs> the first of the two beginning of this book? <laughs> it's two chapters. I mean, do you have a hazy memory? I mean, you read this 13 years ago. I, no, my hazy memory's at the very end. Anyway. Okay, okay, okay. So, let's move on then. <laughs> okay. So, next time... 
Panzer Kunst, Panzer... more Battle Angel Alita. Uh, yeah, deluxe, deluxe number th- uh, volume three of Battle Angel Alita, the uh, manga uh, graphic novel uh, uh, that we've been doing before. We're going to continue. By Yuki Tokishiro. Yes, and Gabriel. I'm so excited after that. We're going to go back to own meeting and fucking finish the book. Yes, we are. Gabriel, do us a favor. And let's do this. Roll. All right. Let me just get, we're getting out our strand 80 enormous human size die out. 80 beep, sides. Beep, Here we beep, go. One, beep. two. Beep. You pooped. 14. 14. What is it? Daniel's making a face. <laughs> well, remember when you said long? Yes. <laughs> it's gone with the wind. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. I knew it. I knew this was going to happen. Shit. That's hilarious. You know, I'm surprised we haven't hit any books that we've done already. Yeah, me neither. I mean, because we, there are plenty of... We maybe did like, we did like seven out of 80. So you'd think that, you know. Yeah, I I, I guess so. Man, God damn it. All right. Got the wind, huh? Got the wind. Uh, By some douchebag. That cracks me up. Gabriel. Yes. (laughs) Let's do plugs real quick. All right. Gabriel, plug it up. Um, everyone, please follow me on Instagram at baby, uh, no, sorry, at read.richards, read like a real book. Um, review, rate, and subscribe to this show to slow readers. Give us your reviews. We need your reviews very, very badly. We are finally, finally getting those stickers done. I, hey. I'm sorry. Um, we're paying a good friend to do them. They're, they're I think they're not really great. So we'll send them to you if you want them. Um, and most importantly to me right now, subscribe, follow, and review self-evident Asian America stories. It's available on any podcatcher of your choice. Mm-mm. It's a project very near and dear to me hosted by kathy Irway. my uh my story is coming on episode three so um that's next week for you guys basically so definitely please check it out i've worked very hard on this and it means a whole lot to me self-evident follow share subscribe etc and was very successful when you, yeah when you and when perf- i performed, when performed it live yeah. it turned out very very well daniel yes uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Top Count Radio on uh, uh, Instagram at Slow Readers. Uh, you can also buy my fiction on Amazon. You can buy A Cook in the Kingdom right now on Kindle. A Cook and a Cook, uh, which is available right now. It came out like I think a month ago. I think at this point. Hey. Um, but also you can buy on paperback and Kindle, The Shadow from the Deep. A title I almost screwed up just now. <laughs> uh, it's available right now. Uh, it's still, I'm actually still surprised that people are are, are continue to, to read it uh, a year later, which is always it's always amazing. But uh, uh, Gabriel, great work, Daniel. Yeah, thank you, and thank and good and good job, Gabriel, as well. Yeah, we are creators. We're making media. We created. Look at us. Look at us. Look at us be adults. All right. On that note, I think that's the end of the show Mm -hmm. Uh, forever. Forever and ever. Forever until next week. That's a Paul F. Tompkins joke. I didn't mean to steal it. That's okay. Uh, So say goodbye to the people, Gabriel. Bye, everyone. See you next time. See you next time. Excelsior. Be good. Spice must flow. This has been a Top Count Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabriel Mara. For more shows and information, go to topcountradio.com. Radio.com.